0: We are on Yavamas, the very bottom of Zayin Omer Aleph. Just a quick review of the Mishnah in order to uh, help us understand the coming Gemara. We had in the Mishnah a dispute uh, about the following. There was a case where there's a prohibitive relationship for Kohanim. A Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow. A regular Kohen is not allowed to marry somebody who was divorced. Um, and what happens if they... Get engaged. What happens if they have a halachic engagement? So the engagement is forbidden, uh, but the question is, it is viewed as a legal marriage. It's a legal marriage uh, because it's an ordinary negative commandment. However, they have to get divorced, but or, or it's a legal engagement, uh, to be accurate. Um, but once they're engaged, so then the rule is also that on a biblical level, midaraisa, she is allowed to eat truma at least in the regular case, she would be allowed to eat truma because she's married to a kohen. Uh, what disqualifies, uh, let's say, somebody who is divorced from eating truma when, when they are married to a kohen is specifically having marital relations. That is what disqualifies a person from eating truma on a biblical level, on a Torah level, uh, because through that act, so then she becomes disqualified from eating truma. However, there was a dispute in the Mishnah on a rabbinic level, presumably on a rabbinic level, as to whether or not she's allowed to eat truma when, she, when they got engaged. They never had marital relations. They are engaged. They have a halachic engagement. Uh, and the question is, is she allowed to eat truma or not? Uh, on, a, on a rabbinic level. So on a biblical level, she would be allowed to eat truma, but on a rabbinic level, is she allowed to or is she not allowed to? And so this was a dispute where Mayer was of the position that she's not allowed to since the trajectory is that they're, they are eventually going to get married and have marital relations, so therefore already from the onset. It's, this is a prohibitive relationship for the Kohanim, and so therefore she's not allowed to eat Shuma. Other opinions of Elazar and Rabbi Shimon, they disagree and they say that no, she really <coughs> excuse me, is allowed to eat Shuma. So that was the example that's given in the Mishnah. The Gemara now has a new case, a new a similar case, but a different different case, which is actually a very a fascinating case. And, and the Gemara says it as follows, Itmar, it was stated, and now turning on to Nanzayin of Bezit, Rav Amar, Rav says, Yish it's a, it's a vague phrase here, but it literally means that there is a Chuppah for those women who were disqualified from the Kuhuna, Ushmul Amar, ain't Chuppah Lipsolas, that there is no legal significance of the Chuppah, with the women who were disqualified from the Gehuno. Now, what this phrase means, of yesh chupalapsolas, or enich chupalapsolas, is a major dispute. There are different ways to understand exactly what this phrase means. I will explain it based on Rashi, and also, this is also the position of the Rambam, of Maimonides. And it's a a fascinating idea. Essentially, we know that there are two steps uh, to a marriage. There's the engagement, and then the actual marriage. Engagement consists of either getting engaged through kesef, through the giving of a ring, or money, uh, through a marriage document, or through having marital relations. Those are the three options for kiddushin. For an isu, and then you are halakhically engaged. For nisu, an and for the actual marriage, as we've discussed in the past, it's the chuppah. And what chuppah means is not so simple. Uh, there are many different opinions as to what chuppah means, whether it is the actual canopy, uh, uh, or being secluded, um, and in, uh, secluded with nobody else there, which we refer to as yichud, um, or some sort of other forms of symbolism of the wife being nichnas, the rishuso, entering into the husband's home, uh, would also, these are different opinions, whether or not, uh, they would qualify for the chuppah, for the actual marriage itself. So it's not a, doesn't seem like it's as legal of a, of an act as kiddushin, as the engagement, which requires a legal act of the giving of money or or a ring or a marriage document, this is more of some form of symbolism of entering into entering into the husband's rishos, into the husband's home. Um, So there's a question now that's being asked in Aragamara, a very interesting question. What happens if if this couple, this Kohen, who's uh, getting married to this woman who was divorced, and it's a prohibition, they're not allowed to get married, uh, what happens if they do not do the step of the engagement? All they do is the step of the marriage itself. So they do not do the step of the engagement, of the giving of the ring. All they do is this uh, chuppah, let's say it's, they are secluded. They, they are secluded with nobody else around, um, and they lock the door. And so that would be uh, with the intentions of getting married, even though they skipped the stage of engagement. Does that work or not? Now, the question of our Gemara is really, does that work to the extent that we will say that now that they are married, even though they didn't necessarily have marital relations, but they are halakhically married. uh, First of all, are they halakhically married? But even assuming that they are halakhically married, meaning, is it even possible to get married without getting engaged first? Uh, But let's assume that they are halakhically married. So if they are halakhically married, uh, so then... Does that disqualify her from eating truma? Uh, Would that disqualify her from eating truma? A, they didn't go through an engagement, and B, they never had marital relations. This is assuming they never had marital relations, and so this is subject to dispute between Rav and Shmuel. Rav is of the, (coughs) excuse me, is of the opinion that everybody would agree, Uh, even the opinions that disagree with mayor in the Mishnah about a case of an engagement, that they, they would hold that she would be allowed to eat truma. But now that they are actually married, uh, so then, uh, even if they didn't have marital relations, so that would disqualify, disqualify her from eating truma because it's, it's already a step closer to the actual uh, stage of having marital relations. Now they're living, they're actually living together under the same roof. Shmuel argues, and Shmuel says, no, uh, this has no legal significance. Uh, because they're getting married and it's without an engagement and so therefore she would not be allowed uh, to eat truma. She wouldn't be, uh, sorry, she would sorry. She would be allowed to eat truma because it's not a recognized uh, marriage. We follow the position of Rav. The Rambam and when he brings this down according to Allah, he follows the position of Rav to say that this is a recognized marriage. This is in fact a recognized marriage um, even though they didn't go through an engagement which is a fascinating question. Is it possible to get married without getting engaged? And the Rambam here would say, yes, seemingly. He would seemingly say yes, that it would be permissible uh, to get married without uh, getting engaged. Um, perhaps maybe this is limited only to disqualifying a person from eating chuma, meaning maybe it's not an actual marriage, but it would disqualify her from eating chuma by, by doing this act, perhaps. Or perhaps he understands that really you could get married without getting engaged. Uh, It's not ideal, but maybe that would work. Um, And therefore, it would lead to to this situation where she would not be allowed to eat Shuma because they did get married. Now, just one more point. It's interesting uh, because the Rambam is of the opinion, Maimon is of the opinion, we do not follow this position according to Halacha, but the Rambam is of the opinion that if there is a marriage where by that marriage, according to the Rambam, marriage, chuppah, means to be secluded. Uh, however, he requires that it has to be specifically seclusion, which has the potential to lead to marital relations. It has to have that potential to lead to marital relations. So therefore, the Rambam says, if it, they are getting married, and at the time of the marriage, the wife, the bride, is in nida, she had her period, or she's having her period, and she did not yet go to the mikvah so there's a prohibition for her to have marital relations with her husband so then you're not allowed to get married at that time you can't do a chuppah because even if you're secluded it's not does not have the potential to lead to uh, an actual uh, marital relations it won't lead to actual uh, to actual relations and so therefore a person cannot get married at that time at that time it's just interesting to note and many of the later commentators deal with this is that that seems to be, at first glance, going against our Gemara. Because our Gemara is also a scenario where the Cohen is marrying somebody who is divorced. It's not allowed by the Torah. The Torah says that they're not allowed to have marital relations. They're not allowed to get married to begin with. I and mean, they're certainly not allowed to have marital relations. And yet, we do view that as a legal marriage. And so what would be the difference between getting married when she is in Nida, where it's seclusion but it won't lead to marital relations because there's a prohibition to have marital relations as opposed to in our case here where the Cohen is marrying the woman who is divorced and there's also, it, it could be secluded but it also, uh, with that, is a prohibition to have marital relations. So why would we say that when the cohen is marrying the person, who is the, the woman who is divorced, that it is viewed as a legal marriage if it won't lead to uh, there's a prohibition to have marital relations. And so one explanation, there are different explanations that are given, but I thought it was an interesting explanation, is that when we, when the Rambam says, when Mani says that the marriage is when they're secluded and there's the potential for marital relations, that's really based on what the couple is deciding to do. If they're deciding to keep halacha, so for example, the wife is in need, that the wife had her period and should not yet go to the mikvah, so the wife, that couple wants to keep halacha, they want to keep the Jewish law. So they're not going to have marital relations. At the end of the day, they're not going to have marital relations. And so therefore, this will not be a chuppah. This will not be a sufficient chuppah because it will not have the potential to lead to marital relations. However, in the case of the Kohen marrying the woman who was divorced, the very fact that they're getting married to begin with is already already shows us that they don't care about the halacha. They don't care about the the, the Jewish law. They're not allowed to get married to begin with. So they will presumably also have marital relations. And so even though there's a Torah prohibition, but in their mind, they're being secluded, and they have in mind to have marital relations, or it's definitely a possibility, and it's definitely in their mind something which is happening or going to be done. Um, And so therefore, that would be recognized as illegal marriage, even though according to the Torah, they're not allowed to have marital relations, but because it's really based on what their attitude is, the couple's attitude, and they plan on having a marital relation, so therefore it would be recognized as a legal marriage. That's just an interesting point uh, from the Rambam about uh, that relates to this kamar. Now, Shmuel, who disagreed with Rav, Shmuel said that no, it's, uh, it's not enough of a marriage to say that uh, the wife is not allowed to eat truma because the wife was previously divorced and she cannot marry a Kohen. Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, however, abba, he says, abba. he refers to Rav, as Abba. Why does he refer to Rav as Abba? Abba means father. Uh, because it's really out of respect. Because Rav was older. So it's really out of respect. So he says, Rav would agree to me, even though Rav is of the opinion that this would disqualify her. Just the marriage alone, without an engagement, would in fact disqualify her from Chuma. Uh, from but he would agree to me that if this girl... Which is just, this, uh, it's an unlikely scenario. But if this girl was under the age of three, which means that she was already previously divorced, or her husband passed away and she's under the age of three, uh, and it's highly unlikely, but it's really purely for the conceptual ideas behind this, that if she's under three, since uh, halakhically speaking, a girl who's under the age of three, if... She would go through the act of having sexual relations. It wouldn't be recognized as actual sexual relations from a halachic perspective. So, since halachically she's not fit to have uh, marital relations, so then certainly he would agree that this is not a recognized. This would not be recognized as a marriage because at least it wouldn't disqualify her. It wouldn't disqualify her from eating chuma, Um and. It's not legally recognized as a chuppah because it will not lead to bia, will not lead to halachic bia, will not lead to halachic sexual relations because under the age of three for a girl, the the halacha views it, the Torah law views it as though she's not able to have sexual relations. So Shmuel says, he would agree to me that if the girl is under the age of three that we wouldn't recognize it as a marriage because she's not able to have, from a halachic perspective, able to have sexual relations. So Amarava, Rava, Rava says, I have support for this, I have support for this idea, um, as we will see, let's say, according to Rashi, the idea here is that we have support to the idea that if she's under the age of three, it's not recognized as a halakhic act of sexual relations. If she's above the age of three, even if she's uh, under the age of 12, it will be recognized as an act of sexual relations. How do we know this? Because the mission says as follows. We have a girl who's of the age of three days, uh, three years and one day old. So she could do the following. She's able to become engaged. She can get engaged through biyah uh, through sexual relations, because it's a rec- it is recognized as sexual relations. Again, she's above the age of three. And also, if she does Yibam through sexual relations, it's necessary for Yibam, it would work. More than that, if she's already married... And she commits adultery from the ages of 3 to 12, even though she herself is not liable, she's not punished because she's a minor. Uh, but with regards to the boa, with regards to the, the man that she committed adultery with, uh, he would be uh, deserving of punishment because he committed uh, adultery. Not only that, um, it's also recognized as Nida. When she has she comes to Nida, when she has her period, it's, it's recognized as Nida. And we say that through the act of, of sexual relations, she causes her husband uh, to become Tameh, to become impure. Uh, and he would have to go to the mikvah. ke <laughs> And it works as, without getting into the specific details of the laws of impurity, but it would, it would work in the same way that uh, it would work even if she was above the age of twelve. Furthermore, Nisis Likoen if she marries a kohen at the age of three, if she marries a cohen, she's allowed to eat truma, it would be permissible for her to eat truma. Bala, and any time that she as an at the age of three or above uh, has relations with somebody that she's not allowed to have relations with, marital relations, sexual relations with, so then. Uh, it disqualifies her from eating truma. She's no longer allowed to eat truma because it is recognized as sexual relations according to halacha. So, that's the end of the Mishnah. And Rava comments, and he says as follows, We learn from this Mishnah that the, all of these laws only apply if she's above the age of three because that's when it's recognized for a girl that she's having Uh, sexual relations Uh, and so therefore it will also be true according to Rav that if she had the chuppah if she was above the age of three uh, if it was a scenario where it's a Kohen marrying somebody who was divorced so then this would disqualify her from eating truma however if she's uh, below the age of three where it's not recognized as having sexual relations so therefore it wouldn't be viewed as a chuppah it wouldn't be viewed as a marriage because it's not a marriage which could lead to it doesn't even have the potential it's not even in the realm of having sexual relations when she's under the age of three. And that is the conclusion of the mark Okay, we'll continue with the next stuff, the next page in next week's recording.